1: Welcome to WTS Waikato, a radio show and podcast looking at the quirkier people, groups and interests in the region. I'm producer Gary Farrow. Shadin Konradi is a confidence coach based in Matamata as she runs her business In A Moment. As the name suggests, it's about inner confidence, something which may be even harder to gain and retain than confidence in social situations. I drove out to Matamata to have a chat with her.
0: So, my name is Shadden, and back in London several years ago, I found myself at home with babies and. I am not the kind of person who can just kind of, not that I was sitting around, obviously, because I was, you know, busy doing the mum thing with small kiddos, but I kind of, I felt like I needed to do something. I was out of the corporate world, knew that I was never going to go back there and always had this kind of, you know, underlying passion for kind of beauty and fashion and all that kind of stuff. So I decided that I would study and kind of learn and further my education. And I, w- I wanted to start a consultancy. So like a, a kind of fashion image consultancy, but I wasn't quite sure in what capacity. So I did a course and I became accredited and I was really fortunate. I was working with all these amazing women and set up my little consultancy there in um, in London. And then Just as I did that, we decided that we were going to relocate to New Zealand, which is where my husband's from. So we kind of packed up everything and moved to the opposite side of the world. And it was daunting because I had to start all over again. So then when I got out here, which was about seven years ago, I still really loved working with women and, and doing what I was doing, but I just found that there was such a disconnect between you know, making women look and feel beautiful and all that kind of stuff in terms of fashion and beauty. But they were still coming to me with these underlying issues of, you know, body negativity and, you know, feeling really self-conscious and suffering with social anxiety and just really lacking confidence and just having this really negative mindset about themselves, but also just about, you know, what got them to the rut that they were in. And I thought, you know, it's all good and well doing kind of champagne makeovers and making people look pretty. But when they leave me, all of those issues are still there. And I noticed it because I had repeat clients who were coming back and they're going, Oh, do you remember it? You know, six months ago, you made me feel amazing. Yeah. Well, I need you to do that again Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I still feel like crap. And so I thought, yeah, this is just not lasting. Like the, the, I, I want to make more of an impact. Um, And then I kind of opened a can of worms because I realized that despite the fact that I thought that I'd always been this kind of gregarious, bubbly, confident person, I was carrying issues of, you know, kind of, I had um, eating disorders uh, um, as a teen and in my early twenties. And while I'd obviously overcome issues physically in my mind, there was still stuff going on. And I really wasn't aware of that until I started working with women, not just on their outer, but also on their inner. So, my little consultancy has shifted over recent years because I have such a passion, not only with working with women, but just seeing lasting effects with my work, with, you know, the programs that I do and the workshops and just working one-on-one. So it became more of a a coaching situation. And so, yeah, I have a real heart for kind of seeing the changes in women. And I wanted to learn more about how I was going to make that happen, how I was going to help, because I could put lipstick on a woman. I could put her in a pretty dress. I could tell her she looks fabulous in this color and I could make her feel amazing for an hour but if you've got such underlying issues it doesn't matter what somebody else tells you whether whether they're right or they're not if you don't believe it then you know there is no lasting change you have to start doing the work to really believe it and to figure that out for yourself and it's a process it's not it's not easy it's not something you know people just don't come to me and I wave a little magic wand and all of a sudden you know they feel amazing and it it's it it takes time um it takes unlearning you know there's lots of things that um that i have to literally coach my clients through unlearning kind of these limiting beliefs all this self-doubt and and it's it, it can be really um tough and very emotional i have the joy of making women see themselves in in a positive way sometimes for the first time ever which is amazing and it's absolutely why I do what I do but I also what comes with that is um is real raw emotion because you've got to be really honest with yourself um and so there are tough questions that are asked there are tough conversations that are had um so yeah I have a lot of tears in my little studio and I have lots and lots of laughs I like to think of my coaching style as a very transparent conversation it's a relationship Um, people need to feel like they can trust me they can come and offload Um, and I get you know just such incredible results with my clients just from from that from allowing them to be open and I think also for you know being able to talk to another woman who you know has been through what you've been through or is also experiencing things and has overcome stuff is really important because there's just nothing worse than sitting with somebody and, and saying, here's my baggage, here's my stuff, but you're never going to get it because you've never been there. You know, It's, it's, it's like a, a mother trying to talk to another woman about her birth experience, but if you've never been there yourself. Um, it's it's really difficult to kind of get that empathy and, and that understanding. So I think my clients really value my kind of raw honesty, which is why I share as much as I share um, on social media and stuff, because it's so important for women to be able to look at me and say, well, yeah, I mean, she's such a, you know, a happy person. She's confident. She's vibrant. She's all these things. But she had to go through all of that stuff to get there. And I think that's quite, it's affirmation. It's quite positive for my clients to be able to say, if she can do it, I can do it.
1: That's the difference. It seems like a lot of confidence coaching focuses on exuding confidence rather than the finer aspect of having confidence in one's self. But it sounds like your work's taking a lot more of the direction towards Working from the ground up, really.
0: Absolutely. And I think, yeah, exactly. As you say, you know, a lot of people think that confidence is all about walking into a room and strutting your stuff and, you know, and being really loud and assertive. And that's, you know, that's absolutely not what I do, you know, um, I have clients that are in their seventies. I have clients that are in their twenties. Um, and some of these women are never going to be the kind of people that strut into a room and say, I'm here, I'm providing the entertainment. They, but it's all about being quietly confident, um, for some people, or even just getting that confidence back. I have lots of women who come to me who have just, you know, come out of long-term relationships, marriages, having lost partners, children, whatever, and, and feeling like they're a shell of themselves. It's all about just rebuilding and trying to figure out who they are. Again, some people just kind of feel that they've lost their way. Um, There's some women who have come to me who have never, ever known who they are or what makes them tick or what makes them happy. And I think that's a really tough question for a lot of my clients is when I ask them about who they are, really and what makes them happy and and what they love to do a lot of the time they're talking about what their family loves to do or what they are doing for other people rather and then I have to say no 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 I'm asking you what are you passionate about what excites you and they still respond with oh well you know my son plays this and I said yeah but what about you you know like let's talk about you like just forget that you're a mum for a minute and a wife and all of those things and i think that's really tough for some women because i've had clients in their 60s who have obviously done the mothering thing you know they've been a wife for 30 years and all this comes kind of, and all of a sudden they've gone oh wow actually i i don't know mm. i don't know what I'm truly passionate about. I've got a couple of hobbies, but I'm not sure. And so I think it's sometimes it's about um, reigniting things and sometimes it's literally about finding out who you are for the first time. And that can be scary in itself, just even getting to that point where you sit across the table from another woman and admit that you're actually not even aware of what makes you you. So I think um, for me, it's tough, you know, to go through those things with women, but knowing that, that I can be a, of support in that respect is, is pretty incredible.
1: sounds like a commonality relatively speaking among Kiwi women then that there's this selflessness that takes over I think that's what New Zealanders are like and people in the Waikato is sort of looking at helping other people and pouring all your energy into that, all of your life force into that and then when you're on your own it's like
0: absolutely what do, you do yeah yeah for sure I think um, you're right a lot of women especially you know mums we are so I have three small children and and I kind of felt to be honest that one of the reasons why I started doing what I'm doing now is because I didn't want to lose my identity because sometimes you are referred to as so-and-so's mum mm. <laughs> which is cute and and totally understandable but I you know i have clients who have been mums their whole lives and they, that's what they've done they've stayed at home and they've and they've worked and and all of a sudden you know no kids are at home anymore and you're thinking ah oh, so who who am i now like what does what makes me tick and there is a lack of you know that sense of self worth kind of diminishes a lot for some people because they think but I'm not needed anymore mm-hmm. you know I don't I, you know my husband is kind of off playing golf and doing his thing and, and I'm not needed as a mum for the first time in my life I have some time on my hands and I I want to make use of it I want to you know I want to look in the mirror and go yeah she's all right you know and feel it's not just about looking great or anything it's 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 um, And that was where the shift was for me because at, at the beginning of my whole kind of consultancy career, I was very much focused on fashion and beauty. But there's just so much more to us women than, you know, looking fabulous. I think you've really got to feel it. You've got to be able to have that kind of confidence that's unwavering and it doesn't have to be exuberant confidence it needs to be that real silent unwavering I'm good like I can I can do this Mm,
1: self-determination
0: absolutely just
1: yeah seeing a value in yourself rather than in your relationships with the wider circle yeah so do you notice commonality among women in the Waikato of the, the, the challenges which they face? I mean, certainly it's similar across the age spectrum. We're talking, we were talking a moment ago about women when the kids move out of home and then they don't have any self-determination, but it's, it's relevant throughout somebody's entire motherhood or their entire life mm-hmm. um, running earlier than motherhood as well. So do you notice sort of a commonality between the challenges that women are
0: having? Absolutely. I think think women in general, we are such grafters and I see it all the time. There is definitely a commonality with, it doesn't matter whether you're a mum or you're a single woman or you're working or you're at home or whatever. There is always a point in a woman's life that, and, and I've worked with thousands of women of all different ages and stages and walks of life. And, um, and that real common denominator is that there's always a point where they kind of step back and go, what am I doing? Where, it, where is my focus? Where is my passion? What is happening? That's why people come to me. Because sometimes you need a nudge um sometimes you need a little bit of support um but there's there is definitely i you know i ca- i come across countless women who feel stuck because and it's not necessarily because their mums and and kids have flown the nest it's you know I, th- I i'm really excited about where we are as as women because there is so much more There's so much more strength out there i think that's a really good word for it there's so much more women are standing up more women are saying you know we want more equality you know there and i think it's really important for women to be able to to know that there are other women out there who are willing to support and and you know cheer cheer them on and kind of remind them that they're they're capable
1: What are some of the challenges that you noticed when you started to look introspectively in your confidence coaching?
0: Um, I think from a personal perspective um, like I said before I I have had um, kind of body issues in the past where I've, um, kind of suffered with eating disorders and, and then definitely with having children, putting on loads of weight and then, you know, not being able to shift that weight and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I always thought that I was such a confident person, but it wasn't until I really started, you know, doing some research and working with women to help them move on from their issues that I realized I hadn't dealt with my own. There was so much stuff going on that was pushed right down to the depths of, of who I was. Um, and I think that's, that's really, really tough that one of the things that is really hard for my clients in coaching and for me, of course, is just dredging up stuff because the only way you can really deal with stuff is if you face it, you know, I think it's really, it's really easy to put stuff to the back of our mind and pretend it never happened and, and, and move on. And, and, and I think I was doing that for years. I was fooling myself and everybody around me by being loud and funny and, you know, and vibrant and and all this but um i lost my mum about six years ago and that for me it was the first time i'd ever lost anybody really that was important to me close to me and um it was a whammy for me because at the time i had a two-year-old and not quite four-year-old and a newborn and all of these emotions i think sometimes there's a trigger for people so all of these emotions came to the surface i felt angry I felt completely abandoned I felt all of these things and it was the first time that I'd ever really been out of control of my emotions I wasn't aware of how to handle not not only my emotions but just my mindset I just couldn't work out how I was going to get through the day so I there there's definitely that commonality as well I have a lot of women that come to me who have literally just hit a wall whether it be you know a major setback in life, losing somebody like I did, or whatever, divorce, it brings stuff up because you have to deal with it, you have to, you have no choice, you know, there are so many different ways that you can handle grief and loss and whatever, but no matter how you handle it, you have to handle it, because if you don't, it'll eat you up, and um, so for me, trying to get through that. Um, and come out the other side, not only for the sake of my children, my husband, my family, but just for me as a person, um, it definitely is character building and it teaches you more about who you are and what you want out of life. Cause it's, it's, um, it's easy to, to kind of wallow and to think, oh, well, this is my life now and I'm going to be miserable because of it. (laughs) You know, like you can use these kind of things as excuses. I had to pull myself out of it. And that's another thing that I, that I help my clients through is that, you know, people seem to lose their, you know, their whole sense of direction and clarity when things like this happen. So yeah, for me, that was, that was a big one where I was, I just felt completely lost and, and I, I was new to New Zealand, I knew nobody. Um, it was definitely the toughest time in my life but it also was exactly what I needed at the time, in t- when I say what I needed, you know, the, the lesson um, that, that came out of it was exactly what I needed at the time to, to get me where I am today, for sure. So many nights thinking how you did me wrong and I grew strong and I learned how to get along and so you're back. Yeah, one of the things that there's a total misconception about confidence coaching and that is that you have to be failing or lost or you know not doing well in life to engage a relationship with a with a confidence coach like me for example and that's absolutely not true. I have you know, women that come to me who are on cloud nine—they're doing really well, and they're really successful, and they're they're happy in their marriages, and you know, they're they're loving, uh, you know, the corporate life, and and business is going really, really well. But I also just think that it 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 can be about lots of things. It can be about building resilience. Um, it can it can just be about kind of finding that little spark again. But it's all about it's a very personal thing. So it's not about I'm doing this for my husband, or I'm doing this because I want to be a better parent, or it's 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 very personal. It's this is this is for me. This is really for me. Um, and most women don't do that. Like we were talking about before, we are so much for everybody else. Even when we're not mothers, we're still mothering other people. You know, we are we're kind of born nurturers. Most women yeah it's also about taking that kind of selfish stigma off it as well i think a lot of women get kind of come to me thinking oh you know i'm investing in me and this is time that i could be doing this and i'm kind of financially investing in myself and i could be spending money on the kids or you know we've, we've got home renovations and it's like we we need to remove that as as women i think we need and that you were asking the question before about you know that kind of commonality with uh, Waikato women for sure we, we are so desperate to be doing things for everybody else and not actually ever putting ourselves first and the fact of the matter is it's we function so much better as do our families um, when we are 100% doing us first and it's not about being selfish it's about being honest and being and being able to put ourselves first in a situation, you know, it's, it's like pouring from an empty cup. You know that, that old age-old saying: you can't fill somebody else's cup if yours is empty. So, would you say
1: for the Waikato and New Zealand, it's like this wanting to water down that selfishness? You know, there's a real wariness of that in our cultures, for sure. isn't there?
0: There is a real stigma about confidence. Like you say, I think a lot of, um, women feel like, but who am I to, you know, to wear that out? You know, what will people think of me? Or gosh, I couldn't wear like a bright red lipstick. I mean, everybody would look at me or, you know, that I, we, I've had to work with women to get through that mindset. Stop, you know, putting yourself down, you know, it's such a, it's such a, you know, I don't know that that statement is, is very generalized, I guess, but it's, we do it all the time. You know, you get a compliment and to be fair, I'm guilty of it myself, but you, women, you know, we'll compliment another woman or whatever. And the first response is, Oh yeah, just this old thing. You know, I've had it in the wardrobe for ages. Oh, I only paid five bucks for it. And you know, it's, it's what we do. Or somebody will say, Oh gosh, your hair looks lovely. Oh no, it doesn't. Oh, I haven't even washed it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's what we do. We, we downplay our strengths because we don't want to be seen as cocky or confident or, you know, we don't want to, you know, walk into a room strutting our stuff because everybody might turn around and look at us and think, who does she think she is? And it's, it's, we've got to stop with that because that's exactly what you should be doing. Everything that you think you shouldn't be doing is what you should be doing. You should be walking into a room thinking I'm going to impact this space, but you know, you should be wearing a bright lipstick. If it makes you feel good, you should be wearing that outfit that everybody turns around and looks at you in. Because who says that we need to be wallflowers? Like, what is, what is that? You know, that mentality drives me nuts. I have lots of women who say, oh, I love that outfit that you put me in when we were doing that makeover. But God, I'd never wear it. Why? Yeah. You just said you loved it. Oh yeah, but you know, gosh, my husband would think I'd gone mad. And you, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to work through because it's literally changing an age old mindset because that kind of stuff has been ingrained. It's been built in because our mothers did it and our mother's mothers did it and everybody around us is doing it. So it's, it's, it's something that needs to be broken. And I'm very aware of it. Having a small child daughter myself. I mean, I have three children, but I have one daughter and I'm really conscious um, that she's a really confident, vibrant personality. And I don't want that quashed. Um, you know, I mean, it's crazy how confident she is, (laughs) but, um, it's so important. And, and somewhere along the way we lose that, you know, it's whatever society and, you know, we're, we're learning that it's not okay to feel good about yourself or to accept a compliment or to, you know, to kind of show off and strut a little bit. There's nothing wrong with being a peacock, you know, like it's, Mm -hmm. and, and it's, and it's the way you do it. You know, it's all about having that, that real deeply ingrained sense of self-worth. It's not about being cocky. It's about knowing who you are and being, and being actually really satisfied with who you are
1: thanks to Sharon Conradi from Matamata for being the subject of this episode of WTS Waikato. You can like the show on Facebook and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance, and New Zealand on air for making this show happen oh yeah. <sighs>